So um, there was a couple of little coincidences that came up over the course of a week uh, to do with people talking about uh, confronting narcissists directly and how explosive that can be. And uh, somebody says to me, why is this? Why is it if you go direct and, ha- and launch a frontal assault with a narcissistic personality type or a toxic personality type, why do they get so angry? Um, the reason why they get so angry is <laughs> so emotional is because you are ruining the only game in town that they have. They only have that what they don't have anything else. I think in order, you know, in, in exploring narcissism and in, in attempting to define narcissistic traits, one of the things that will that needs to be done or that, that we will need to do at some point is say, you know, what are the different types of narcissists and what are the belief systems of narcissists? How is narcissism held in place? What do you need to believe to be true? What are the habitual patterns of thought? One of the things that I've noticed um, talking to narcissists and, and working with narcissists, sometimes, you know, people do pay me for therapy and they do manifest tendencies of, of narcissism is uh, at the internal representation level, they think of themselves in the second person. So they're actually watching themselves live a life like a movie. So this is, and if you think like that's very NLP to notice and to be conscious of the fact that their perspective is on, is focused on themselves in the second person. So I remember somebody actually describing a narcissist in these terms to me, a mate of mine, um, Who's, a, who's just had a, been a bewildering dickhead uh, for years. He'll go through cycles. He'll be cool, he'll be cool, he'll be cool. And then he'll just be a dickhead for a bit. And another friend, I was saying to a friend, another friend of mine, I said, it's really hard to be friends with him because he's fine. And then he just flicks the switch and he turns into a dick. And he says, well, basically he believes that he's the fresh prince of Bel-Air. Um, and this kid does, the, this lad, he's not a kid anymore. Uh, this lad did imbibe a lot. He's not, he's not black, um, but he consumed a tremendous amount of American black culture and uh, he he's he's not white either um he and he does think he does and, and actually when my friend said that to me I was like fuck that really makes sense he lives his life like he's the star of his own TV show that is about how cool he is um, and therefore everybody else is just a bit player now you say but a narcissist if they're truly self-absorbed they should be looking through their own eyes they should have first person perspective uh, that wouldn't, I don't think that really describes narcissism. I think narcissism needs to have this second person perspective. So if you imagine that the narcissist has the second person perspective, I was doing uh, goal setting work with people and they were saying, oh, I can, I, I'm not saying if you see yourself, that means you're a narcissist. Um, but, but if you think about it, it's a funny way to live your life. If I say to you, see yourself uh, in the future, in five years time, what are you doing? I'm linguistically encouraging you to see yourself in the second person. But if you ask that question of me, I would still be viewing the world through my own eyes. I wouldn't be looking at Richard, like I wouldn't be Richard looking at Richard, seeing how he's living his life. The reason why I'm on this is because it, I think it's a one, one of the crucial elements. There is a whole belief system that needs to be in place for narcissists to be narcissists. There are habitual patterns of thought. This I think is a crucial one and it feeds back into why narcissists get so angry when you question them frontally, openly. So if you live your life like a movie, do you know people who live, who are living their lives like a movie? Or maybe in uh, older generations, they'll live it like a, like a play, like a tragedy. 
they'll say very, very outlandishly theatrical things, very dramatic things, a lot of drama and angst, and that's annoying. Shh, it's midnight. Why is my, why is my alarm set for midnight? <laughs> that's when I do my spells. <laughs> so, um, I do think it's important. <laughs> it, it came that it came that way. It's just always bleeped at midnight, and I've never stopped it. Um, so this this idea of looking at yourself in the second person, I think, feeds into the idea of you living uh, a second person life and living your life like it's a movie and living your life like you're in the middle of a TV show. So if you directly confront a narcissist, it's like you're ruining the whole basis on what their life is built. There must be trauma at the root of narcissism. There must be insecurity at the root of narcissism. If you think about the cycle of narcissism, this is the cycle of addiction and fulfillment, addiction and fulfillment, whereby the narcissist has to hurt, humiliate, degrade, damage the self-esteem of the people around him or her in order to make themselves that little, that little high, you know, like you're taking a, a hit of something or you're snorting, snorting it up, you know, that dirty little high, but it's, it's, uh, of all the drugs, it's probably most like cocaine because it goes, hey, and it starts dropping off again. So you need it again, uh, very, very quickly or like crack. Um, oh, I do love crack. But I just haven't got time to give that many blowjobs to strangers, you know? It's a busy, busy bit long day. So don't, don't go, uh, full frontal, uh, <laughs> don't go full frontal with Don't just whip all your cousins and go, ta-da! Uh, they'll, they'll get cross. Uh, no, if you, um, they will become explosively enraged if you directly confront them about their issues. Um, there are a few instances I've had of this in, in my own life, in my last relationship where if I directly confronted my partner verbally about her behavior patterns, she would cry and go passive, victim. Why are you judging me? You attack me. I'm like, because you're doing fucked up shit, which you shouldn't do, dude. I mean, what the fuck? Um, But if I actually, towards the end of the relationship, as things got really, really nasty, I was like, okay, well, what do I do? Oh, okay, I'll give her a taste of her own medicine. So I'll do, like, what she's doing to me uh, with other guys. I'll do to her with other girls. <clears throat> well, she did not go passive. <laughs> she got, she went active, and uh, she got very, very, very aggressive, and she would fly into um, uh, psychotic rages where she would literally... Uh, she was... You know, I've dealt with violence a lot in my life, but she would actually really scare me because I could see that she was going into an emotional and psychological place that I didn't understand and I'd not experienced before. Her whole body would shake. Uh, she'd go bright red. Her voice would change. And she would babble like shit. It didn't make sense. Almost like talking in tongues. Um, she wasn't talking in tongues. I said almost like talking in tongues uh, with with rage. And part of the rage was... I'd kind of put her in a double bind because in order for her to say, hey, you can't do that, I'd say, ah, so you do think it's wrong to be flirting with other people, to be hanging out with other people at all hours of the night, to be in their house. And so it is wrong. So there was, so we don't live in this morally, moral relativistic universe where everybody can do whatever they want as long as they can justify it. Some shit is wrong. So there are boundaries then. Um, so I, so I kind of, I had her cornered. Uh, but she would just fly into explosive fits of rage. 
So, so yeah, you, you've got to be careful. You've got to be very, very cunning. Uh, whenever you're engaging in any confrontation or you know you're going to engage in a confrontation, start with the end in mind um, and pick your battles. In most modern uh, cultural situations that you'll find yourself in, it's more important to be cunning than to be brave. All of our mythology is about bravery, slaying the dragon, jumping up and driving a spear into it and going, ha ha, have that, Mr. Dragon. Uh, but uh, Which is cool. And the reason why these stories and films and mythologies survive, I just watched Keanu Reeves make a comeback with 47 Ronin, which was an, yeah, it's okay. And he actually literally slays a dragon with a sword in, in, in the film and it's a display of bravery. But most of the dragons that we face are not overtly attacking you in a way that is um, undeniable and explicit. They always have plausible deniability because they're smart. So for you to jump up and just cut their head off with a katana uh, could end up making you look like the bad guy. And I have seen that strategy from a lot of narcissists. Not all, uh, but where they will go into this passive victim-like state. Okay, um, that video upload was all over the place. Sorry about that. That was Iron Maiden my ringtone um it's um run to the hills uh, which is a fucking classic track um about um you know the uh, the invasion of of america and how he slaughters a lot of native americans and stole their land which is why it's such a perverted and dirty and mentally ill place now because it's built on the bones of Indians who curse the entire populations and all the bloodlines that would follow them for the rest of eternity. I, I'm joking. I, I have a lot of time for America, but it does have problems. And I, in my more superstitious moments, I kind of go, is it? Are they cursed? <laughs> the whole place cursed. Um, sorry, America. Sorry, Americans. Don't, don't get defensive. Don't get all American on me. I, 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 I'm a defender of, of, of the ideas of America, but um, as a person from outside of America, whenever I go into America, I am somewhat stunned by, you know, just how advertised to you are, how marketed to you are. And bear in mind that 70% of my customer base for the last eight years has been uh, American. So one of the things that I know about the American mindset is that you are, um, you Americans are, uh, are quite, in, in some respects, an unusually naive nation but i like americans generally speaking i'm not a i'm not an american basher uh, my experience of americans is they're usually more polite more considerate than most of the people in the world why are we talking about americans now i don't know this video blog is all over the place okay i'm gonna stop there um before i offend anybody else uh and uh so yes be well live long prosper stay sane stay peaceful stay happy watch your thoughts guide your thoughts, direct them in the areas that you do want and not towards the things that you don't. Thank you for your time and your attention.